What, sweetie? Can we go back home? We're a long way from home right now. One of the unexpected consequences of this project of camping on federal land, uh, usually non-fee paying, uh, dispersed camping, is that the route that by and large Google has mapped for us has been largely off of interstates. Uh, so to make that a little bit more quantitative, out of a road trip of multiple, multiple thousands of miles, we've had maybe 400 miles on interstate so far. Uh, and the majority of the trip has been on state routes and uh, a little bit yesterday on old US Route 66, uh, as well as plenty of county routes. Oh guys, look at that, a fire engine planted vertically in the ground with a flag growing out of it. Anyway, the things you see on back road, uh, back road roads uh, in Western Kansas and Colorado, we had uh, dozens and dozens of miles on gravel county roads running between uh, cornfields and grasslands. And I think by and large, it's been a, a really pleasant experience. In fact, the few times we've been on interstate, the first few minutes, there's a sense of relief. You know you're gonna have conveniences at exits regularly and you're moving along at a good clip. But before long, there's sort of this ennui of the, the personality-lessness of the interstates as compared to uh, the, the smaller surface roads. So we just wanted to spend a few minutes as a family, play a family game where we're going to make some reflections on or observations on uh, this nation of ours that we have discovered driving the roads of the eastern two-thirds of the United States. Oh, look, a little herd of goats, guys. Uh, so maybe we'll start with Jill and then we'll just pass the mic. Uh, Jill, and any observation? We'll, we'll take it one at a time and see how, how many times we can go around. Yeah, I think I've enjoyed seeing the character of each place that we've been. Um, I think we get got to see that a little more being uh, on gravel roads throughout Kansas and the prairies and grasslands and farmlands and, um, and then the the topography of Oklahoma was really pretty interesting and it just some, I guess, uh, beauty that I hadn't noticed before going cross country, you know, several times on other trips, mainly by interstates. So I think appreciating the beauty and just the vast undeveloped-ness of a lot of it. Um, so many hours seeing so few people um, was really startling and um yeah i appreciated it so that's just to crystallize that's your your observation is a low population density beauty in and beauty and low population density in vast swaths of the country isla do you want to go um it was amazing to me how so much of our country does not have cell reception that's good, Dak. Yeah, we were amazed. In fact, so far, Kansas gets the award for being the only state that we had uh, cell phone reception. We had Ver Verizon, for, for what it matters. Uh, across the majority of the state, we had cell phone re reception. 
but in all other states there are huge distances where we lose uh, reception and lose data. All right, an observation from me, this is one Jill and I have noticed, is um, we Americans love our lawns, and particularly from the mid-Atlantic through to about, I don't know, Kansas, north and south a state or two, uh, we spend a great deal of time on our riding lawnmowers with well-manicured, large, large lawns. All right, back to you, Jill, observation. Back to me for another observation. Oh, you have one, Deck? It was amazing to me how so much of forest population covers the United States. Yes, yeah, so much forest. That's great. And we're in Arkansas right now where we're seeing tons of uh, beautiful hardwood forest. Oh, and a caterpillar just landed in my lap. Oh, my word. We'll take a pause there, folks. Sorry about that. That was one of those um, spiny caterpillars uh, that are make you really, really, or at least me, really, really itchy if they touch your skin. And there have been so many of them here in Arkansas. So Deck was commenting on uh, our amazing forests. One thing um, Jill and I noticed uh, is, particularly here in Middle America, that well, not just Middle America, out out into the Rocky Mountain states, the proliferation of um, CBD retailers uh, you know that's been a boom industry over the last few years and um, I think probably a lot of it is in areas with uh, depressed economies and probably it looks like some of it's an effort either to capitalize on the opioid market or uh, put more positively to be sort of remedial uh, glide path out of opioid addiction but um, really in, in big swaths of Arkansas and Oklahoma we saw almost as many dispensaries as we did gas stations. Jill over to you. I mean I've, yeah and we saw several signs that made that connection explicit um, talking about how many people have overdosed in the last month of opioid addictions and offering CBD as an alternative um, not sure how that goes but it was interesting to see um yeah I, I think we passed a lot of tiny little towns that most of the most of the doors were boarded up most of the um buildings were condemned or not in use anymore and just wondered yeah what what had happened where had the people gone and um they were just kind of one step out of being ghost town status it looked it looked like from just driving through um, we saw that over and over again deck do you have any more no i'm good i'm trying to make a gummy bear cross right now well deck is making a gummy bear cross so it's back to me um, this is not a political observation or a polemical observation, but rural America, when it comes to formal religion, rural America is almost comprehensively Protestant, Protestant Christian. Uh, 
and 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 Jehovah's Witnesses. But man, I I, I am one who does not buy into a, a universally Christian origin of the, the United States, and and certainly we're a uh, an ideologically pluralist nation at this point. But that said, driving through rural America, all you see is uh, little churches, primarily. Uh, Baptist, uh, Restorationist, uh, Methodist, but um, yeah, uh, that, that's been interesting to me, perhaps unsurprising, but um, no temples, uh, mosques, um, or other faith worship buildings. Jill, any other observations? No, I know. I think we've seen, um, you know, we've seen two Americas and, and a lot in between. And we've seen uh, vast, uh, vast disposable income, you know, in, in some parts of the Rocky Mountain states, beautiful, beautiful play towns like Crested Butte and Uray, where you've got tens of, thousand do- tens of thousands of dollars worth of mountain bikes loaded onto the back of the vehicle. And, uh, and then places where uh, there's clearly not much to spare, if anything. It's been uh, an instructive trip, not an altogether hopeful portrait of America, but uh, one that helps us, I think, to know and to love uh, this country and to maybe, maybe to pray with a little bit more vision, a little bit more wisdom, a little bit more compassion. Any closing observations, anyone? Isla, you want to throw one in? You want... Oh, you're eating popcorn. All right, that's it. McFadden, Team Portrait of America. Isla, how about you? What was your favorite thing today? Well, I, I like Well, today was a good day, and it's day one, and a day of a car with... Very weird, and I packed my, and I packed Nettie, and she's my daughter. I got first sleeping in my own bed, and um, tomorrow we're gonna eat breakfast, do a few things, and then we'll head back into the car and go on tour again. Bye.